Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays, wherever you may be across this great country or around the world. We have got a lot to dive into as we are two days away from the AFC and the NFC Championship Games. Uh, Alyssa Milano wants you to pay for her family, uh, for her son and his friends to be able to go to Cooperstown, New York on a travel ball trip. I will react. Leah Thomas suing to make the Olympic team. Uh, Belichick is his coaching career over. Saban gets hit by a wave. Uh, retirement potentially for the GOAT in college and the NFL simultaneously, plus Lions 49ers, Chief Ravens, um, and some picks. Uh, heads up, I already gave you uh, the picks on these. Uh, but I will start off with the NFC and the AFC championship game. Uh, Chiefs on the road at the Ravens. Chiefs are plus three and a half. I like the Chiefs here. Why? Uh, Patrick Mahomes has got m one of the best defenses he's had in his career right now. I like the way that the Chiefs defense is shutting down opposing offenses. Suddenly, the Chiefs receivers are managing to catch the football. Uh, the offensive line is holding up well for Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey showed up out of nowhere with double touchdown catches uh, last week after not having one since week seven or week eight. Uh, we have not had, knock on wood, any crazy tip ball interceptions from Patrick Mahomes uh, that he had no responsibility for, but somehow lead uh, to uh, disaster going back the other direction. I am cautiously optimistic that the Chiefs have solved many of the issues that have bedeviled them all season long. I like the fact that this is their sixth straight AFC championship game. The moment is not going to be too big for Patrick Mahomes. I like the fact that Patrick Mahomes is the best player uh, in the entirety of the uh, NFL, the best quarterback in the NFL, and I'm getting him with points on the road, uh, which feels like a value. Uh, on the flip side, Mark Andrews is coming back for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and Lamar Jackson got the win in the divisional round playoff, played very well in the second half, but I feel all the pressure is on the Baltimore Ravens at this point. If the Chiefs go out, win in advance to the Super Bowl, no one is going to be stunned. Everybody's going to say, well, that's what Patrick Mahomes does. He is the modern-day Tom Brady. If the uh, Lamar Jackson-led Baltimore Ravens win and advance to the Super Bowl, many people – uh, I believe, will be somewhat surprised because they haven't done it before. Um, and ultimately, uh, I am not sold on the Ravens defense being able to get off the field against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on third down. I like the way that the Chiefs defense is playing better than I like the way that the Ravens defense is playing. And I like the Chiefs team in this seminal signature moment, given that they've been there before and know how to handle all the complexities, even on the road, with what should be a rabid home field advantage for the Baltimore Ravens. I am taking Kansas City Chiefs plus the points. I also understand that I'm flying in the face of recent 10-year history 
where the number one seeds are 16-4 and four straight up in the uh, AFC and NFC championship games over the past decade. 12-8 and eight against the number. I'm going flip side on the Lions as well. Plus the points, let me check and make sure what the exact last-minute number is here uh, as I am talking to you. I do not believe these numbers have moved very much. In general, NFL lines stay pretty consistent unless there's some sort of major injury issue that arises. Um, and like I said, the Chiefs are still plus three and a half. Uh, interestingly, the Lions uh, have now moved out to plus seven and a half, even better number. That suggests that there's an expectation that the 49ers are going to blow the Lions out. Because I bet a lot of you are like me coming in on the Lions here, the fact that the number is continuing to tick up and has now moved over the key number of a full touchdown, uh, I would take the Lions plus 7.5. I already took them plus 7 against the 49ers. I like where the Lions are here. Jared Goff has played phenomenally well the first two games. Uh, I like his ability uh, to, uh, to, to make plays against what has been the last few weeks, not necessarily an elite 49er performing defense. I do like the pass rush that the 49ers bring to bear. Uh, but I like Jared Goff and his ability to make plays. Uh, I also, with the hit, issue that Debo Samuel has health-wise on the side of the ball for the 49ers, 49ers aren't that explosive without Debo Samuel. Now, I know Ayuk has the ability to get down the field. Jawan Jennings can make plays. Kittle has been able to perform and get down the field as well. But Debo, to me, is sort of the engine that can make that offense go. He can take a you know 15-yard uh, slant route, deep slant, turn it into a touchdown. He can take a little out, turn it into a touchdown. Debo is super explosive, can get open at all different fields. Plus, you can run the football with him occasionally to be able to get first downs. Uh, as good as Christian McCaffrey is out of the backfield, I think he needs Debo help uh, at times. And as much as I like Kyle Shanahan's ability to call plays, ultimately, I like the value on the Lions, Dan Campbell squad going on the road. I'm taking both road underdogs uh, in this game, going against the last decade of history, going head-to-head -head directly opposite Kelly Stewart. One of us going to have a decent outcome there. That's my pick for the AFC and the NFC Championship games. I will be watching them Sunday alongside of pretty much all of you. I will at this point, however, reiterate my call. Put one of these games on Saturday. Put the other one on Sunday. Feels like a no-brainer to me. I don't know why we can't make that happen and allow everybody to not have to sit for seven and a half or eight hours straight and just be able to watch uh, one game on each day. Uh, tying in with the NFL, more announcements about head coaches. Unless something has changed while I am talking to you, Seahawks and the Commanders both still have openings. The other five NFL head coaching openings have, have been filled. Biggest story, I would say by far, only one team even bothered to interview Bill Belichick, and it was the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, nobody else talks to a six-time Super Bowl winner to a guy who has the second most all-time wins. Now, maybe that's partly based on two things, Belichick's age uh, and also the fact that Tom Brady may well be the reason why he won a lot of those games. Still staggering to me. Still staggering to me that, for instance, the Falcons would go with Raheem Morris, who has a losing record in four years as a head coach in the NFL. 
uh, not as successful on the defensive side of the ball as Belichick has been historically. And they still don't have a quarterback. So, uh, again, I would just point out, just point out that the race-obsessed NFL, if Bill Belichick were black, everybody would be talking about how unbelievable it is that Bill Belichick is not getting an opportunity to be the uh, the, the signal caller for uh, the, the head coach for any team in the NFL. would be a massive conversation, be the lead topic on every ESPN story. Old white guy, can't get rehired, nobody cares. People say, oh, that's playing the race card. No, let me pull my chair up here. It's talking about why the race card is, for the most part, worthless. There are often far more significant factors at play than simply looking at a race. I think the reason why Bill Belichick's not getting hired is his age, the fact that he hasn't won without Tom Brady, maybe the fact that he wants more control. But it's still staggering that only one NFL team interviewed him. And by the way, it's staggering to me that Bill Belichick would have to interview at all. You don't interview Denzel Washington for your movie. Uh, You don't interview uh, LeBron James when he's in his 30s and ask him, hey, what do you think you can do to make make the team better? Staggering to me that he would have to interview at all his resumes the last 20 years. I'll tell you this, I'm never interviewing for another radio job. People say, oh, what's your resume? Well, the last 15 years of radio. You know what I do? I've done three hours a day for the last 15 years, whatever the math is. You can like it, you can not like it. There's ample uh, evidence of what I do when I sit down in front of a mic. So if you like it, that's fine. Not going to complain. If you don't like it, well, then, you know, that's fine too. But I'm not going to interview. So Bill Belichick, I mean, his coaching career may effectively be over now, which is really crazy to even think about. Um, and to me, staggering uh, to, uh, to contemplate that with the second most wins of all time, I think Don Shula is number one. Uh, crew, correct me on that if I'm wrong, but I think Don Shula has the most NFL wins of all time, and Belichick was very close. But maybe Don Shula is going to remain the winningest NFL coach of all time and never going to be surpassed uh, because I'm not sure Belichick's ever going to coach another game as a head coach. And why would he uh, not – if he's going to sit out this year and you have concerns about him at the age of 73, why would he be more marketable after sitting out a year than he is now? That doesn't add up to me at all. Um, but remember, there are four different NFL coaches that were hired this year who have never been head coaches before. One of them, Raheem Morris, has been a head coach before and failed. The NFL would rather hire four different guys who have never coached before in the NFL, and one guy who has failed at a pretty high level than they would the second most successful coach of all time, a guy who has won six Super Bowls, uh, whatever his 17 division titles, and has been in, uh, in as many big games and as many big situations as anybody over the last 30 years. I just think it's a very intriguing concept that he's potentially going to ride off into the sunset this way. Uh, okay. I talked about this earlier on Fox News, and we wrote about it at OutKick. Uh, Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas, born Will Thomas. For those of you not familiar with this story at all, it is, I think, a window into the madness of our modern era. Will Thomas was a swimmer on the University of Pennsylvania men's swimming team. 
okay swimmer, mediocre swimmer uh, at the college level. But to be on a college swim team at the Division I level, you have to be pretty good, right? So Will Thomas, 6'4", 200 pounds, good athlete, big dude, uh, successful high school swimmer, good enough to swim at the collegiate level, decides that he is no longer a man. Will Thomas decides that he is no longer a man, and he now wants to be known as Leah Thomas. Okay. Then decides, in addition to now being known as Leah Thomas, I want to start wearing women's bathing suits, and I want to switch and go from the Penn men's team to the Penn women's team. And there, as a Penn women's swimmer, Leah Thomas changes his name to Leah Thomas, says he now is a woman, and wins wins an NCAA title and dominates many women along the way. This is crazy, okay? I have been talking about how crazy it is for a long time because it's happening more and more. And Leah Thomas is just further indicative, further uh, evidence of what will eventually be happening everywhere. It's going to happen at your granddaughter's high school. It's going to happen at your daughter's uh, college. Men who pretend that they are women are going to be winning women's championships because men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. And we reject things like this happening. I coach Little League Baseball. Take it outside of the field of sex. If I showed up for a 12U tournament with a 16-year-old, that 16-year-old would probably dominate. We don't allow someone to be trans age. We don't allow someone uh, to, uh, to decide that they are going to, uh, to compete at any age of their choice. So we have birth certificates, which I'll talk about in a second. Leah Thomas is now suing, arguing that Leah, she, he, whatever you want to call him or her, should be able to compete as a woman at the Olympics on the United States women's swim team. So for everybody out there, so I don't know why you talk about this. This never becomes an issue. Okay, the Olympics, kind of a big deal. Anybody dispute that? Olympics, really a big deal. Okay? It is a monstrously uh, important. People pay billions of dollars for the television rights. NBC Sports puts them all on. And swimming is a huge focus, right? A lot of people out there, you know Michael Phelps. A lot of people out there, you know Katie Ledecky. Historically, swimmers are among the most famous of all uh, Olympic athletes. And we spend a lot of time on television watching all of these swim competitions. Well, if Leah Thomas got his, her way, this man would now be competing against all the best female swimmers in the world, potentially winning a gold medal as a dude with a penis, wearing it, I guess, somehow tucked in the bathing suit, trying to be a champion of women's athletics. This is absolutely bonkers. 
There is no way. I'm going to pull my chair up again. By the way, I need a new chair. In the uh, OutKick PR department, uh, PR department may be the wrong word, in the OutKick uh, 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 material department, I need a chair that doesn't go down. I don't know why you should be able to adjust your chair height and then for it to slowly decline over the course of time when you sit there. The point of having a chair that adjusts height is that it should stay there. I want a chair that doesn't adjust. Or, I mean, that doesn't adjust beyond where I want it to go. But the idea that Leah Thomas can just adjust her gender, can just snap her fingers and say, I'm a dude, snap her fingers, say, I'm a chick, and that she or he or whatever you want to call Leah would decide that it is appropriate to win a women's gold medal or even compete with one and to, to compete to win one and to sue to try to make this happen is, I think, absolutely absurd, ridiculous, insane, and it should be called out as such. How many people will do that in the world of sports media? I bet OutKick is almost the only outlet, if not the only outlet, that will even say how ridiculous this is in the world of sports. Everybody agrees with us, by the way. The more sports you have ever played, the more you agree with us. White, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, male, female. The idea of allowing a full-grown dude to pretend to be a chick and go win a women's medal at the Olympics in swimming is crazy. That is where we are. That is where the far left wing in this country will make arguments for. Uh, all right, Alyssa Milano. Full disclosure, I used to have a crush on Alyssa Milano back in the day when she was on Who's the Boss. I used to watch that show back in, like, what, 1986 or whatever it was uh, in the 80s with Tony Danza, and Alyssa Milano was the daughter on that show. And I had a crush on her when I was seven, eight, nine years old. Uh, now, I think that Alyssa Milano has lost her mind. I have no idea what she was like back then. But I saw this on social media, and I couldn't believe it was real. Alyssa Milano posted a GoFundMe to pay for her son's 12-year-old baseball team to be able to go to Cooperstown, New York, and compete in a travel baseball tournament in Cooperstown, New York, which is where the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame is. Now, I am particularly well-versed in this because some of you may remember, last summer I went to Cooperstown, New York with my 12-year-old and his travel baseball team so they could compete in Cooperstown. And it was an awesome trip. I stayed up there for like a week. Uh, the whole team traveled up. They stay in barracks. If you are watching me right now and your son does travel baseball, I can't impress upon you enough how cool of an experience it is, how fun it was to go to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, how beautiful in the summer that area of New York is, and how much fun overall we all had, both parents and kids, uh, at that tournament. Also, wasn't cheap. Nothing my kids do seems to be cheap. I spend money on everything. Every parent paid. Every parent has a cost. I don't even remember what the full cost was. Um, Alyssa Milano 
is worth millions of dollars. If I last summer had gone on social media and I had posted, hey, will you pay for my son's travel baseball team to go to Cooperstown, New York, I would have been beyond ashamed to even post that link. Because if people on our team needed help paying, then I would think it was the responsibility of everybody affiliated with the team and or the kids themselves. Hey, let's do a car wash. Let's do a fundraiser. Let's find some way where the boys can raise money to help defray the costs associated with this trip. And if the team itself had members who were going to struggle to be able to pay, I would think it would be something internally that the team should handle. As someone who is wealthy, I would be ashamed to ask people with less than me to help my family and my, t- my son's uh, teammates be helped. Because I wouldn't make a story of it. I would just help myself privately because I'm fortunate to be able to have resources to do something like that, all right? Not trying to brag or draw attention to myself. Exact opposite. I would feel bad drawing attention to this and drawing attention uh, to it in a way where I'm asking people with far less to help fund something that someone with far more could easily do on their own. So I just think it's a window into the leftist worldview, which is even if you have a lot, you expect for other people to give to you. Um, you know, it's, it's just like this tooth fairy mindset that people who don't understand basic business have oh, somebody else out there will just handle whatever needs I might have. I got a crazy idea. If you are fortunate enough to have had success in life and you want to give back to others outside of your family and friends, I think doing so is fabulous. I encourage it. But to expect other people with far less resources than you to fund your kids going to travel ball, I just, I I think it's unacceptable and frankly, pathetic. And if you need a GoFundMe because somebody has to have a medical treatment and you can't afford it and you're asking for help, fine. But a lot of these GoFundMes now, like, hey, I want to go on a honeymoon, help pay for it. Like, it's embarrassing to me that people would even think to do this hey, I want to take a really fun trip. Will you help send me on it? No. Why would I do that? I pay for my kids to go on trips. I'll probably end up paying for all their girlfriends and all my grandkids one day to go on trips. That's my responsibility. That's what dad does. But help my kid go to Cooperstown, New York, and his travel team too, when you have the resources to do it yourself, I just think it's such an interesting window. Uh, into the way that Alyssa Milano thinks and, frankly, how broken her brain is that she would even think to do this uh, as something that would in some way uh, be justifiable. Just pay for it yourself, Alyssa. You got the money. Your husband is a CAA agent, probably makes a million dollars a year. You've got a net worth of $10 million or more. 
you're trying to raise ten thousand dollars. Just pathetic. It's crazy. Uh, finally, speaking of pathetic, uh, Fannie Willis now facing her own legal peril in her investigation into Donald Trump in Georgia. We've been talking a lot about this. Uh, I think she's going to have to step down. I saw uh, the New York Times yesterday had an editorial suggesting that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, her uh, paramour, her mister, her lover, that she hired and paid over $650,000 in taxpayer funds, uh, that she should step down and that he should step down as well. Uh, I think that's likely to be what ends up happening. But now the question is, an investigation has been opened in the state of Georgia. An impeachment proceeding has been brought against her, ironically enough. And I think before all is said and done, she's going to be off this case in Georgia. And I also think that she is going to be facing some form of criminal charges for the misallocation of resources into her lover's pocket. Uh, as a part of her investigation of Donald Trump. I think that is where we are headed. Uh, also, I'll point out, we talked about this on Clay and Buck, that both the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times had articles up about the timing of the Donald Trump legal uh, shenanigans and the idea that they're going to be able to finish these cases. Uh, I, I, I would still set the over-under at like a half or one in terms of how many cases are going to be completed. Maybe I'd set it around one. I think the Alvin Bragg New York City case might end up happening uh, before all is said and done. But I think the odds that somehow Trump is going to get knocked out or get put in prison or there's going to be some sort of result uh, that is super, uh, super incriminating for him before November and the election, a little bit over nine months away from now, I do not think is very likely to happen as we move closer and closer to the election in 2024. All right, enjoy the games this weekend. I'll be down in South Florida for one day tomorrow, uh, then headed back down to South Florida next week. But we'll have shows Monday and Tuesday. Shouldn't impact things. We'll react on Monday, certainly, to the NFC and the AFC championship game, and then whatever other chaos and insanity happens over the course of the weekend. Appreciate all of you. Uh, by the way, uh, prize picks, I talked about this uh, on Clay and Buck as well. Uh, if you want individual picks on performance from athletes, I've got the over on Justin Tucker field goals. I've got the over on George Kittle yards receiving, the under on Patrick Mahomes rushing yards, and Travis Kelsey on less than 62 and a half yards receiving. I don't think he's going to have that big of a game. Uh, if we hit on all four of those, then we'll have a 10-to-1 payoff. Two weeks ago at Prize Picks, we got a 10-to-1 payoff. Uh, this past week, we got a 2.5-to-1 payout. We hit on three out of these four. So we'll see if we can make it three straight weeks. PrizePicks.com slash Clay is where you can go sign up there, and they'll match the first 100 bucks. PrizePicks.com slash Clay. All right, appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick, the show.